I'm Marina Bolfan, uh, Enterprise Sales Lead at InfoPip, and I'm delighted to host another episode of the Pip Gurus podcast series, where we are joined by industry experts to unpack everything tech-related in the customer experience space and more. Today, I'm joined by the head of customer experience, uh, Ms. Jennifer Umarkulu, from one of Nigeria's leading hospitality industries, the Transcorp Hilton Hotel based in Abuja, to discuss more about building a customer experience framework for a thriving travel and hospitality industry. From my own perspective and experience so far, there has actually been a major shift towards service excellence by most global organizations, and this shows that customer experience is starting to be and now is a must-have and no matter the size of an enterprise being a small or large one customer experience is a discipline that is now being embraced Uh, following this i would like to actually put uh, you on the spot jennifer i'm probably aware that you were asked this question many times but uh, would you tell us a bit about yourself and how was your journey into the customer experience field Oh, my journey. Okay. It's a very natural one, actually. But a bit about myself. My name is Jennifer, Jennifer Umakalu. You pronounce it as Umar. It's it's a U-M-A without an R. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. There is that, there is that mix up a lot. Um, so I, I, I journeyed uh, into customer experience, like I said, uh, very naturally. Um, when I started my career after university, I mean, I read a science course in school, but I jumped into banking and I got customer facing roles, sales roles. And usually I, I figured that one of the things that stood out for me was, you know, creating, uh, in the words of Jane Bliss now, um, fewer fewer ruined days for the customers. I really wanted to do that. It was dry for me every day. So naturally I pivoted. I just gravitated that way. So, of course, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. And I just wanted to make every customer that came into, that had an interaction with me to have a better day, to make sure that they got value for whatever they were paying for. And I made it easier and enjoyable and their needs were met, you know. So that's always been my mantra. But um, getting to the profession itself was really, why say it's natural, somehow, if I say fate or coincidence, somehow I, I, I went into a company who was, who at the time in the company, they were transforming. It was an old bank that wanted to, you know, uh, rebrand. And I love the approach the bank used. They did an all-round uh, rebrand, not just, you know, the physical stuff. They also went to, into a culture change drive. They, they did a lot of things. And they brought on this company called Bain & Co., and Bain & Co. was the company that was driving the customer experience um, and rebranding, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, I closely worked with those guys and watched what they were doing. And I knew instantly that this is what I wanted to do. They were doing it on a very large scale. Bain & Co. is a very respectable company all over the world. And they were doing it on a large scale. And I felt, oh, okay, this is what I want to do with my life, you know. I could, you know, make the lives of people better on a large scale. And that's what customer experience management is all about. It's not just one customer, a team member or a staff. It's an entire strategy, right, that helps you create um, better experiences for your customers at scale. Uh, So that was my journey. That's my journey um, um, this way. And for me, again, it's a bit personal. It's a lot personal than than this. Um, I come from Africa and Nigeria in particular, and I've 
I believe that one of the reasons why we don't have second and third generation businesses is because we've really never, uh, we've not really understood um, the importance of customer experience, managing customer experience, right? It's um, even the companies who get it right or who have gotten it right, some companies who've gotten it right. It's really an add-on uh, or a nice to have and not really, for them, it's not a business imperative. And for me, it is, it, it should be. So for me, it's, you know, one company at a time, you know, it's Transcorp Hilton today and one small business at a time, just helping transforming the culture of customer experience in my in my continent, in my country. So that's what drives me. And yeah, that's why I do what I do from a personal perspective. And it's very fulfilling, um, um, Marina. It's, it's very fulfilling for me once um, beyond the service calls and all that. But just hearing that a lot of customers come back and say, hey, uh, my experience is better with your company and all that. It, it's, it's, it's quite fulfilling. I can't, even, I can't even describe it, really. Yeah, thank you, Jennifer. I do believe when, when you receive positive feedback and when your customers actually come back for more, let's say, uh, this really brings... Um, for you like positive um, results in the end and for the whole company and uh, as I have also started working in the customer experience field and I'm working on the Nigerian market for several years now I also see some improvements on that field for the past year or two which actually is showing that also the Nigerian companies and the whole market uh, in Africa is streaming more towards customer experience and that they have recognized, as you mentioned, the importance of, of every single customer that is using either your service or, or your product. So um, it's really, really an interesting input from your side, Jennifer. Thank you. And as you mentioned, like you were working at a bank and uh, there was were some changes happening, which pushed you in the customer experience sector. This uh, also shows how important changes are uh, not only in the life of, of an individual, but also in business entities and uh, even the nations, as we have seen, like you always have to be prepared on what is upcoming on the market or, or in the situation that happened like three years ago where we had COVID, there was a total market transformation uh, in, in each and every way. So um, this kind of brings me to the next question. Uh, do you see any kind of, let's say, changes in the state of customer experience pre- and post-COVID era industry that you're working in? And how is it, this also going to change the approach to customer experience within the travel and hospitality industry going forward? Hmm. Marina, thank you. And that's a great question, really. Before COVID, I think a lot of companies really focused on the, the hard stuff, I, I like to say the, um, you know, basically team members, into, or, or I like to say guests or customer facing inter team members interaction. So, you know, dealing with contact centers and dealing with front front desk and all that. They, they really wanted to get that right, make sure the ambience of the company is right. You know, um, some some companies um, and some companies, both in, in, in the hospitality industry and in other industries, banking and so forth, we're thinking about becoming more innovative and in driving digital and or becoming more digitized but you know it was at a slow pace so when covid came 
uh, and I like to say that COVID changed everything. It brought us into mm-hmm. the future, and 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 it's it's a difficult. It was it was a very difficult um, time for businesses. For us in hospitality, it was wrecking. It was a wrecking ball. Of course, you remember that governments have to had to shut down travel overnight, and travel is synonymous with hospitality, right? Uh, and and when that happened, um, immediately we started feeling the impact of the pandemic. Some businesses had shut down thousands and thousands and millions of people around the world lost their jobs. And it got companies thinking, right? How else do we do business? How else do we get to our guests? And it was, it, it, it immediately brought forward the plans, you know, those plans that we had put in the back burner for innovation, right? Implementation started and, and that's it. And, the, and now, you know, COVID created a, a brand new customer, right? It, the customer's behavior is really different from what they were pre-COVID era. These days, uh, the customers have always wanted things quicker and faster, but right now they want it safer. Uh, things, okay. people are talking more about sustainability, how to make the world better and safer, you know, and and the, the customers are now attracted to businesses who are doing that. So beyond even technology implementation or in driving innovation, even just the sustainability angle is an angle that is a game changer for a company. So post-COVID, the hospitality industry has a new face. We are still what we, the core of hospitality, welcoming guests into hotels, um, into our airlines and all that is still the same, but we do it in a different way. You'd see now that the trends have changed. Uh, we drive more innovation. We drive things like personalization. Customers now are more willing to share their personal data than before. Before now, you know, you know, they, they didn't want to, but because we're offering things like AI, you know, and, and machine learning and all that, they want to participate, they want to get the benefits of that. That way, um, they're willing to share more of their data. And hotels around the world are doing fantastic things when it comes to personalization, you know, um, just talk about facial recognition for example you know customers are beginning to embrace that even more because there's less the way the virus was transmitted um tried it made the customer feel like they had to limit human to human interaction so when we talk about contactless checking in hospitality oh that became a thing some companies including my company had started doing that um um, before, but of course we had to scale. People have to scale. All around the world, the hotels are now doing contactless check-in where a guest doesn't have to go to front desk to check-in. They just, you know, go to the room door and scan the QR code. Now, when we talk about uh, things like communication, communication is different. It's a lot more um, personalized. We've always had apps in hospitality where uh, to help, you know, to stay connected with, with our guests every step of the, of the way during their visit, before the visit and afterwards. But now it's so tailor-fit. I mean, we said we did that before, but now it's even it's even it's even better. You know, um, it's easier for it's easier for us to communicate, and even the customers or the guests to communicate with us. You know, in this um, in this industry. So when we also service automation and 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 marketing, all that you know has changed post COVID. For service automation, I know we're not. We're, I mean, people haven't embraced. I'm from Africa. We're yet to get on the robots and all that, but that's gonna happen. And we we are excited about it, really, to see uh, cash-free purchasing, keyless, hands-free room entry, and and all that. You know, it's 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 important. It's 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 a game changer um, for us in our industry to become more innovative, more technologically driven, and and all. It's very very interesting stuff happening now. It's just brought the future to the present. That's 
that's the way I see COVID. It was a terrible blow. It was a bad time, but did it make our lives a bit different, maybe in a positive way? I mean, I don't like to say it about COVID, but sometimes, you know, for businesses it's changed. And with innovation, sometimes it's difficult because even you deal with the same, some of the issues you had pre-COVID, you know, things around culture, which is still a very foundational part of customer experience. And you're dealing with the same um, team members or the same employees who worked with you pre-COVID, educating them and letting them know that things have changed and getting them to embrace that, that constant organizational change management happening in the company is so important and that's for me one of the challenging part you know getting the people to you know embrace this new life you know sometimes just holding on to the old stuff is more fun for people change can be difficult so usually i'd advise people like to have an organizing organizational change management program constantly constantly because change is constant so don't wait till you want to innovate or you want to bring in a new technology before you bring in uh, uh, an organizational change expert in fact it should be a role in your company that's what i encourage not everybody will embrace that but i'll encourage that you know so yeah interesting times ahead really for us in hospitality and for all the businesses around really yeah, I couldn't agree more on this with you, Jennifer. Thank you. Um, and as you mentioned, COVID brought some, in other way, future to the present. And uh, this is what is happening not only in the uh, travel and hospitality industry, but in all, all industries all over. So this is something that I can see that uh, a lot of companies that I'm working with have, let's say, um, totally adjusted their strategies of customer approach during this time. As you mentioned, uh, customers are a little bit more open-minded and ready to uh, perform certain actions uh, from home. And as you mentioned, you now have all informations about your customers, which you need to use in the correct, in the, the, in, in the way that you will have positive results and uh, positive input from the, from the end user of your or your customers so even though as you mentioned uh, covid did brought us some difficult times some uh, difficult period but still the market has taken the most of it in a positive way and i think that as you mentioned some things have happened a little bit faster than they would maybe uh, if there was no COVID crisis happening. But maybe this was also something recognized from the companies. And uh, let's say in some crisis, uh, there are great opportunities that companies react in even in a better way than if some planning and strategies were prolonged for a longer time. So anyway, um, strategy is, I would say, a key to any kind of innovation within not only traveling on a hospitality industry, but all industries overall. So um, I know that you have already uh, mentioned something about innovation and the importance of innovation, but how important is incorporating a strategic framework for, for innovation within the industry? And what is the impact of, of this to an enhanced customer experience? Oh, that's that's... Oh, Marina, you're hitting me with all the questions today. <laughs> Thank you again. That's a lovely question. The importance. So I see this framework as uh, a roadmap. If we're to travel from, if you wanted to travel from, I'm going to use the cities in my country, for example, from Abuja to Lagos, you would definitely, no matter the mode of uh, uh, travel you want to use, you need some kind of roadmap or else you will just probably get on the road and go to a totally different place. So having a framework, having this map in place helps guide, guide the entire team 
everybody knows where we're going to it's it's so important i can i can't even stress that enough it just lays out guidelines best practices you know um, operating principles for us to achieve the objectives that we set out to achieve as a business and for for and i say as a business i'm talking about the corporate goal now as for it for the customer experience goal is same thing right so we know where we are as is customer experience wise and we know where we want to get to and that journey we design it with a roadmap you know we know it's we're going from before to after and then on you know so um that's um, the importance of framework. I don't know if I got the question correct. I, I do believe you have. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, as you mentioned, planning is same as uh, leads us to strategy. So to be from one point in the in, in the present to another point in the future, you have to have a, a clear roadmap of what you want to achieve. And uh, even, let's say, predict the obstacles that may appear on the, on the way in the future so that you can know uh, the next moves of your clients and customers before Absolutely. they even realize what they want yeah. to achieve or what uh, what uh, need they want to accomplish so um, i do agree with you that you always have to take let's say the big, bigger picture mm -hmm. and to focus not only on one goal or or, or on one obstacle Absolutely. but uh, take everything into consideration to serve your clients in the best positive way which in the end lead to an enhanced customer experience Absolutely. that's correct you know in putting that together you want to consider um, uh, several angles you know first the customers of course and uh, your employees and the community in which you work in, your shareholders and the society at large. When putting that framework together, make sure that all those bases are covered. It really helps, you know, in, in making it really helps in ensuring that the, the the guest or the customer gets the full experience, a better experience, that your entire customer experience strategy covers all and basically that's what I think with the framework. Mm -hmm. I agree completely with you. Actually, um, I read a recent blog uh, on uh, Customer Experience Network, and there were some facts highlighted uh, evidencing uh, that return on investment has long been a continuous issue uh, for uh, customer experience practitioners uh, who want to, let's say, show the value of customer experience to high-level executives. And uh, for most uh, conversations that I actually had with uh, C-suit executives, within the industry uh, will bring me to my last question. <laughs> uh, what key checklist should digital leaders in the travel and hospitality business tick before embarking on a project uh, that will drive more much needed return on investment when we look from customer experience uh, perspective? Oh, Marina, thank you again for this question. Good question. Um, what are the check the things to check off? You know, when you're talking about um, stakeholders and C-suite executives and, and um, justifying um, CX Im improvement projects, yeah, it's sometimes it's um, it's been one of our greatest challenge to be able to explain or connect the return on the investment and the investments itself. Yeah, but we've all now. I think we're learning to speak the language that executives understands, which is the dollar sign, right? You yeah. speak that language, uh, they would listen. They would always listen, and that takes me to the, my first point in the checklist. The first point for me is strategic and executive alignment. There's an entire framework by some um, gentleman that I listened to, Eric Kimberlin. He had fantastic framework for, for this. The first step is strategic and executive alignment. Um, this applies to CX. <laughs> um, one of your greatest 
the the most important part of my job or the job of any CX executive is stakeholder management. Now you have to have a large stakeholder map mm. that you know you understand who your stakeholders are and what the expectation and what the what are they looking for and how to work with them, right? So whether it's in or proposing an executive bootcamp or some strategy and strat- some strategy sessions or you know to articulate your project strategy and all that you want to get your stakeholders mm-hmm. involved and of course there's something I, I like to uh, encourage people to do CX executives on your checklist make sure you know who your sponsors are right I, I mean you literally have to be in bed with them mm. uh, sorry that sounds crazy but no no I don't mean it like that but you get what I mean right yeah. um, you have a sponsor is in management they will own the CX project for you and drive it down that is so important as a CX person you're really just the glue that puts the program together so that's the first thing for me on on, on the checklist who are my stakeholders do I have the executive I have executive alignment and second one is operational readiness this also applies with innovation and technology innovation um, and of course when it comes to technology innovation it's really about customer experience because you're innovating or you're implementing technology to improve the experience um, for the customer so for operations you want to look at how ready are we you know so do an assessment where are we how ready are we um, for, for this and prepare for it? You know, this opens things like um, you begin to see opportunities for training, hiring, hiring. It will show some operational gap after you've done some analysis and, the, the, you know, the decisions you have to take, implementing new processes and procedures. Then you want to look at your people. How ready are my people? You know, is there a skill competency gap? Is there help you know is there do we have a change team do we have do we have to reorganize um the the structure of the organization do we have do we have new roles coming up for example my my role doesn't exist in a lot of companies in a lot of companies in nigeria but it's coming up because they've done the analysis and seen that they need someone to anchor this then of course you want to look at how ready you are technology wise what are the applications you're using how clean is your data have you done the mapping government and, and all that, you know, all the fun stuff, you know, is there an IT skills competency gap, all that. Then, of course, um, project um, governance planning as well. So all that uh, is just part of a huge list that you probably will have. You have it to be iterative. You will solve, do this today, come back to it tomorrow. You know, you it, it will be very interesting stuff. But basically, for me, all this has to has to be on your radar when you're embarking on this journey. Yeah, I agree completely with you. Thank you, Jennifer. I have written a lot of what you have uh, shared us during this podcast, but since we have the Global Customer Experience Day approaching, I think it's on the October 5th, um, just for us to close uh, the podcast, I would appreciate if you could share us your most inspiring CX quote. Uh, so just for us to have something uh, to remember you, let's say, to close this this podcast oh the quote is not mine and it's a very popular quote my favorite or the one quote that keeps me centered is a quote from sam walton he says that there is only one boss the customer and he can fire everybody in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending his money somewhere else that's the quote that i i mean i focus on on a daily basis and just help me stay focused on on the customer Thank you. I think that um, this quote is exactly what we need to close this 
podcast uh, with this uh, interesting customer experience subject. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Uh, it was really inspiring each and every sentence that you have mentioned uh, from a start till now. So I do hope that for all, all of our listeners uh, that the podcast has been enlightened because I have learned a lot. I have even written some of your sentences so that I remember them when working with my clients and when working on projects. So let's mention that we have like learned how to the need to build a strategic CX framework to unleash innovation uh, for competitive advantage and increase return on investment within the travel and the hospitality industry. I'm so glad that I had the chance to, to talk to you today, Jennifer. Uh, and uh, I'm Thank so glad that uh, your name is actually brought up in the company for the last few months several times because we already had some webinars recorded with you. So it's really great to have someone um, to share their experience, their input, uh, their their knowledge in this field, uh, especially uh, on an African market, on Nigerian market, where where things are changing rapidly, but still a little bit more slowly than when we compare it to the rest of the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks once again, Jennifer, for joining us in today's BIPGuru podcast. Uh, and we all like to thank our listeners for joining us. Keep following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for future installments of the BIPGuru's podcast series. Want to know more about InfoBIP and everything we have to offer? Check us out online at infobip.com. Uh, also, feel free to mail any comments or suggestions to bipgurus at infobip.com. And remember, we are just starting. Goodbye.